Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Edging On, Doug's first movie, the only podcast that is a fan club for both the protagonists and antagonists of Doug's first movie. I, I don't oh. know what you're talking about. I'm not really a big Doug stan over here. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I do not care for him at all. What? I'm the I'm the only one who, who likes our protagonist, Doug Funny? Not only in this room, but I feel like you're the only person in history who ever liked slash identified with this piece of shit. That's so sad because he's a semi-autobiographical character of the show's creator. Aw. <laughs> oh, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, you should. Hey, we'll edit that out. We'll like have a sound bite of like us saying, yes, we really do appreciate and love this character. All right, we should get a clean take. All right. Doug is the worst character in Doug. Ah, shit. <laughs> I am Drew. I am Sam. I'm Adam. And we, this is episode two of our Edging on Doug season, where we begin with a nice little interlude of Roger, who, after having bullied Doug and been terrorized by a monster... Uh, imagines himself getting stepped on by that monster and yes. making Doug very jealous. Yeah, nice mm. little callback to Doug's uh, fetish. Okay. See, that's the thing I like about this movie is everything is like kind of a tie-in. There's a lot of callbacks and even call forwards in times. Ooh. You guys remember what the name of the one-eyed bully is who throws a milkshake at Roger to snap him out of it? I don't remember yesterday. I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to remember a week back. Is that Orange Julius? It was no, uh, no. It's Ned Coffee. Oh, that's Coffee, right. That's what it was. Well, he's when he says that Roger's been vaping too much and has brain damage. <laughs> that's he why he turned green. What he said? He's got nicotine poisoning. He turned green from it. He says, "Roger, I told you not to smoke the devil's vape." So Roger uh, tormented just over the idea of Skeeter having a monster at his disposal comes up with an ingenious plan that we'll learn about later. Mm -hmm. Having Slurpee thrown in his face. He says it's going to be the biggest thing to hit this town, and that's very ominous. Well, after the wonderful idea that Roger gets, we cut over to Doug and Skeeter, who are getting pictures developed in the mall. Yes. That just dates the movie instantly. And we get to run back into BB, the second best voice in this movie. (laughs) Yes, oh, her poor father. <laughs> and she's out shopping with her dad, and she's wearing a cotton bud hat that is a lovely callback to Mrs. Delacroce from Dunstan. Yes, I say this was the worst costume so far in the in the show. Like I, m- most everybody's outfits are pretty awful, but they're like a kind of awful that I fuck with. This one's just like <laughs> this is just obscene. Which is so funny because her dad in his smoking jacket looks <laughs> sharp as hell. I'd wear mm-hmm. that. I would too. She's, I would kiss she, the heck out of Mr. Buff. Mr. Bluff. Well, <laughs> Sorry, Freudian slip. <laughs> she's dressed like a cotton candy cone. <laughs> and she implies that she has a crush on Skeeter, but Skeeter has uh, secondhand Doug fumes, so he turns into a total beta and runs away. She's the aggressive woman that Doug is dreaming of. And she's loaded, and she has a hot dad. Come on, Skeeter, you're missing out. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm interested to get you guys' take on this now that you mentioned he's a hot dad. Does he or does he not look kind of like cartoon Jeffrey Epstein? Oh, there, no. is, there is one answer. 
Oh, he, he, he really does. And some later moments definitely kind of give off the vibe of Jeffrey Epstein as well. Like like when uh BB's well like when BB says uh you don't know my daddy like guy does. <laughs> yep, Ooh. that's exactly the one I was thinking of too. <laughs> Not like he does. He's a fine young man. I love that southern accent on him too. He's got that southern draw, as they say. Makes you wonder why his his kid doesn't, but I mean hey. Hey, you know, whatever. You know, no, it's, it's team voice actors to work with. it's doug's first movie they'll get it ironed out by the second one yeah by the time by the time episode three comes around they're gonna have all the kinks worked out sure the main purpose of having doug and bb talk at the mall was so we could learn that patty and guy are going to be uh decorating for the valentine's dance yes and despite the fact that patty visibly dislikes guy doug is still very worried about this Despite despite the fact that Guy is a 30-year-old who's just been repeating the 12th grade over and over again. Oh, we're treated to a lovely little uh, flashback as told by BB, I assume, from her point of view. Mm. Guy just runs in to the room, grabs the list, jumps on the table, and proclaims, Guy Graham, underclassman, heads up dinky dance. Bang. Yes. As Alpha Chad of a lion that is, it's immediately followed by him asking for help to get off this two-foot table. (laughs) (laughs) All cool points thrown out the window. Guy has just like some more cool points later. Just wait. (laughs) Just like how Roger dominates the first ten minutes of this movie, Guy comes to dominate the second ten minutes of this movie in such an, an endearingly horrible way. Yeah, which is really bad because this is not the guy first movie. We need a little more Doug. <laughs> That's a good point, Adam. This is not Guy's first movie. I tell you what, if this was Guy's first movie, there would have been more than one movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's sure. fired at Doug. I would love to see a second movie where Guy Graham, upperclassman, headed up another dinky dance. <laughs> he headed up a larger dance. But this uh, development of photos leads us to a very important revelation. The monster is real. What? Not only is the monster real, I'd like, let's let's all take a minute just to just to piece this together. While sorting through a bunch of uh, pictures uh, of him and his family life, you know, that some could probably describe as belonging to an album, perchance. <gasps> Of his family. No. No. We get a nice little callback to they literally found monster pictures in his family album. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You're absolutely right, Adam. Roger was 100% the prophet in this movie. He knew what was happening. That's called foreshadowing. It It was perfectly foreshadowed. I guarantee that was an accident. I guarantee that they did not plan that. But it was a happy little accident. I also like that when Skeeter looks through the photos, he says, Hey, who's this cute baby? Oh, it's me. <laughs> He's looking through his family camera's photos, and he sees a little blue baby and asks, Hey, who is this little blue baby? Who blue okay, baby that? Defense, you got to keep in mind, this is, this is one roll of film which has been sitting around since he was a baby. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Drew, Drew, imagine you imagine you put take a roll of film to be developed, and the first photo that you, you just finished shooting it yesterday. The first photo on it is from twenty four years ago. I guess in their case, like thirteen years ago. You'll be a little surprised. <laughs> fair enough, Sam. And this launched us into another one of. I think we're just going to have one Doug fantasy sequence per ten minutes. It seems like. Oh, and it's a quail man bit. Quail man, quail man. We all love quail man. You know, quail man that they never explained who he is in the movie and you wouldn't understand what the hell the significance is if you didn't watch the TV show. That oh, Adam. Man. Oh, Adam. You see, uh, everybody knows quail man because of the famous McDonald's toy where you clip <laughs> on a, a quail man onto your backpack. Oh, I'm glad you brought up the, uh, the wonderful McDonald's ad. I don't know if Sam's seen this, but I showed Drew this. I have not. <clears throat> this was one of the first uh, big brand deals that McDonald's did for toys. I think Bugs Life was the first one, and this was definitely one of the first few. Oh, wow. So there was this, yeah, yeah, it's history. Yeah, you got to pick up some of these McDonald's toys. They had this horrendous commercial. It was, uh, there was a mother hollering for her kid to come down because it's time to go to school. And she's like, do you have everything? And the kid says, yeah, I got my, my quail man clip-on backpack thing. I got my, <laughs> my Roger Avocus or, or whatever. <laughs> my Roger, Roger Avocus. Just, just all these, these random useless things. And my then, Roger Avocus. <laughs> and then the mom says, you forgot something. And the kid's like, what? And she's like, you're not wearing pants. And then we see... <laughs> The kid wearing just nothing but underwear. It was a real risky commercial, but McDonald's bless you for pulling it off. There was actually a, a second cut of that one where she says, you forgot something. And he says, what? And she says, your family album. <laughs> so uh, Doug's big bit with his superhero is uh, quails. But Guy, being much cooler, has a far more badass superhero alter ego, which is... Sam, we have not set this up in the yeah, slightest. We, we, need to, we need to properly preface this. We need to make sure we uh, yes. go in guns blazing on this. Okay. We need to do a little bit of foreplay. <laughs> we got pinched the nipples before we go hog wild, man. So All speaking right. of pin- pinching Doug's nipples, once he sees uh, the feet pics of the monster that they accidentally took, uh, he goes into a fantasy which apparently this is a recurring bit from the show where yeah, he imagines you go. Yeah. He imagines himself as a superhero called quail man. Who's yeah, wearing his family guy cutaway gag. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty much exactly what it is. <laughs> Unrelated to the plot completely. So anyway, just a, oh, no, it shows Doug's fantasy and what leads him to his asinine, frankly, decisions that he makes throughout the movie. <laughs> <laughs> So we have this shitty little four-minute cartoon where Quail Man has to fight a monster that's attacking a dance in a city. And, you know, really eagle-eyed and uh, critical viewers might realize that's meant to parallel Doug's own life where there is a monster and a dance happening. Do you guys get that sense too? I also got the sense that some of the characters were meant to uh, parallel (laughs) figures from Doug's life. Ugh. Such as perhaps might he introduce the villain of this sequence? No, because Quail Man goes to gets invited to a dance, and so he meets up with his lady love Patricia Mayonnaise. No, it's not Patty Mayonnaise. It's a different girl all entirely. We'll call her uh, Fatty um, Cam Maze. So Fatty and and Doug rendezvous at this wonderful disco dance. Which, by the way, we're not not body shaming. 
We're not body shaming. We're we're doing fake fake patty, you know, like leather. Yes, fake faux patty. How about that? That's not. No, I like fatty. nicer. All right. So fatty and Doug meet. Fat oh quail man. Not Doug. Who's Doug? Not Doug. That's not Doug. That's not even a real person. Fatty and Quail Man meet up at this dance, and they get accosted by whom, Sam? The Lord of Polka. (laughs) The Polka King of the Midwest. (laughs) The Lord of the Polka, ladies and gentlemen. Controls all of the Polka. He makes broad executive decisions relating to the government of the polka. Now, um, obviously, this is not Guy Graham, but it it kind of looks like a striking resemblance to him. I I really want to say that I find it very telling that to Doug, the idea of what makes someone really cool is polka. (laughs) (laughs) He's untouchable. He knows all the oompa hits. What I think was, I think he's just trying to rationalize, like, why uh, Guy is a flawed individual, you know? Like, like it's like winning, like doing a fake argument with yourself after the fact. So he's just trying to make him seem more, like more of a loser in his own head. Yeah, <laughs> so this like when what... Adam, Adam and I used to fight, and I used to go off and I say, he, I'm Adam, I'm so dumb, I'm the Lord of the Polka. Yeah, yeah <laughs> shit like that. I don't think it's that he thinks that's peak masculinity. I think he's just trying to soften them. <laughs> I think Doug unironically thinks polka is pretty cool. Like, like that polka music goes a bit too hard for me. I'll stick with my adult contemporary R and B. Guys, not even some dressed in a polka. Watch Weird Al. He's, he's not even wearing a polka. He's not even wearing an outfit that would suggest polka. He he's dressed up like one of the low effort prince costumes yeah it's kind of like an elvis style thing like he's just got a big baggy white shirt tucked into black pants and (laughs) And he's tap dancing not only does he tap dance he tap dances with his pelvis out and his hands like dragging it by the knuckles on the floor look he may be he may go by the moniker lord of polka but he is breaking down the barriers the boundaries (laughs) between genres he's genre blending (laughs) is what you're saying okay so I see. It's a it's a sort of polka disco tap fusion. Did anyone else laugh out loud when you heard him say, uh, "I'm Lord of the Polka"? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I lo- also love the horrible tap dancing sound effects because they play them when he's standing still. Well, Drew's wearing tap shoes. That's just the sound of his knees quaking. <laughs> he's just got popping knees. He knows in reality that dog is. Yeah, he knows in reality Doug is really the one. Doug is the one who pulpits. Yeah. <laughs> Further adding to Guy Graham's creepy persona, uh, Doug imagines him taking out a disco ball to hypnotize Fatty Mayonnaise <laughs> yeah. in, in order to take her into the dance with him. As Quailman sees the girl he's interested in be hypnotized and whisked away, his response is simply curious. He could not be fucked. He just well, he watches. won fair and square. He sees it all happen right before his eyes and says, curious. But then that's interrupted by the attack of the big monster. Ah, it's so scary. Another thing I wrote down that I noticed, <clears throat> and it wasn't just a couple frames here and there, uh, Quail Man's sidekick, Quail Dog, has the reddest weed eyes. Yes, I, yeah, I wrote that it, down. It's such why a strange it, design. It, it is. I'm not sure. I have a theory. 
What's your theory? Quail dog in order to Quail Dog's name is short for Quaalude Dog. <laughs> I bet you're right. That Maybe. that was my uh, second answer. My first answer was uh, Quail Dog's got to put up with Quail Man. He has got to stay so zooted in order to get, in order to keep up with this. <laughs> Maybe. He's just swamp grass, man. Maybe we're giving Doug too little credit. Maybe he's Quail Man because he's just always hyped up on the ludes. <laughs> Quaalude Man. Quaalude Man. Well, Doug fights. Well, he tr- he he tries to passively uh, resist the monster. He tries to rated G fight the monster. Yeah, he because tries even to it, rationalize with it first. Because even in his own fantasy, he refuses to <laughs> to use violence against an objectively bad monster. <laughs> so the monster eats him straight up, vores him down yeah, the tum tum. Yeah, he, he jumps him down, Swallow which is actually a really nicely beans. animated scene of him going down the monster's throat. I like that. I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. And then and the, narrator, the, the narrator, the narrator ruins says the, the entire thing. Terrible line: "Quail man eaten like so many potato chips." Yeah. <laughs> and then Quail Dog does some bullshit, and then he makes the monster throw up, and then Quail Man. Gets no, no, out no, no, he... no, 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 no. This is peak comedy. We got to talk about this. How how does he make the monster throw up, Drew? Uh... He changes the channel to a, a teen romance show. It's so sappy it makes the monster puke. See, that's an original and fresh take. I've never I've never heard that joke before, and I think that's a very, very fresh and original joke. And Quail Man gets thrown up, he comes out and he hypnotizes the monster with his ultra powerful quail eye. Once yeah. again, something with his... we have no idea about that I'm sure plays a bigger part in the TV show or is explained at least. Ding. <laughs> he defeats the monster using the power of queer eye. It leads him to the wonderful, the, the, the amazing, the entire purpose of the sequence. This is what leads Doug to the fantastic idea of defeating a monster is way cooler than a dance, no matter how bad we smell. <laughs> and My you favorite know the, line from this 10 yeah. minutes. Oh, and you know, Doug's, you know that's Doug's takeaway because after he finishes this uh, yeah. fantasy sequence, he says to Skeeter, defeating says, a monster is way cooler than planning a dance, no matter how bad we smell. Yes. Yeah, he, he's so wrapped up in the fantasy that he speaks out loud. Does Skeeter react? I must have missed that. Does he react yes. to that? Yes, he says in a quote, Huh? See, I was right. The dance is going to be stinky because he's got monster guts all over him. But then we meet uh, I, I, some characters that I had repressed. Uh, I, I remembered that these, like, the Science Brothers existed, <laughs> but I had forgotten like, as soon as they came on screen, I was like, I remember all of these freaks. <laughs> you know what? I always thought they kind of looked like oh. Drew and I. Oh, no. I My they, statement they stands. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think and so. And there's also, I, I love I the guy so with the fish tie as well. Yeah. So, I want that fish tie. I, my favorite's the guy with the huge red afro. The same man. Yeah, oh, he's got he a fish a tie guy. guy. Oh. Yeah. You were so distracted realize. by the athlete, you didn't even notice the fish tie. See, my eyes don't wander like yours. The thing is, uh, another thing that eagle-eyed viewers might notice is that all these characters uh, used to write headlines for the school newspaper, but they got put out of work after uh, Guy Graham came up with the incredible headline, Guy Graham, upperclassman, heads up, dinky dance, bang. They just packed up their suitcases and they're like, we're out of the job. And they left. You can't beat that. And, and we, we never did mention what these characters are doing. They're all gathered here as part of Roger's aforementioned um, grand scheme that's going to be the biggest thing ever. 
biggest thing to hit a, hit the town. Pardon They're me. just gathered <clears throat> in Roger's house as Roger presents his idea to defeat the monster that Roger he's, he witnessed by the lake. I hate, I hate to keep saying this because I know it's tiresome, but <clears throat> yet another thing that was never addressed unless you watch the TV show, Roger is loaded. Why is like half of the characters in the show are just rich for some reason? Yeah. Only the mean ones. The, <laughs> that just goes to show that if you're mean, you'll be rich and successful one day. That'll teach you kids. If you're mean, you'll lose your beans. Well, if you're mean, you'll get more beans. If, if in, the, in the case that beans are the national currency. Which they are Sam, in, in many small countries. In a world I'd like to live in, yes, please. Sam, what, what does Roger hire all the science nerds to build? I'll be completely honest with you. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sam was so enraptured remembering the Lord of the Polka. Uh, the fish tie. I was just looking at the fish tie the whole time. I was trying to be like, is that a bass? A snapper? <laughs> well, maybe Adam could help us then. Well, uh, I, I'm glad you asked me. Um, he wants the greatest minds in middle school to build him an easily 300 foot tall robot, aptly named Robo Crusher, because it's going to crush other robos. It's going to, it's going to crush That's at the right. robo market. How do they miss their building a Gundam in this? <laughs> God, not everything's Gundams, man. I like Robo Crusher. <laughs> I can't wait to meet Robo Crusher. I have I have such fond memories of this guy. <laughs> or yeah, this is a very this non-binary robot. This is very important for you guys to remember. Uh, Roger drew himself beside Robo Crusher for scale, so that way we'd know how big he wanted Robo Crusher to be. Mm, yes. Let's just, just keep that in your pockets. Okay. Th- this is a slight related aside. Do you guys have you ever seen the real, uh, like the real robots Robo Crusher is based off of, like Demolition Derby, uh, Godzilla's basically? No, I haven't. I didn't know that was okay. This is the thing, yeah. Robo Crusher is based off a real thing. I don't know if there were like many of them, but I remember distinctly seeing as a kid at Demolition Derby's, they would have this giant, like basically mecha Godzilla that would quote unquote eat cars and breathe fire. It's just some like whack, like some whack 1998 shit. Oh man, it was like one of those uh, carny tricks, but like instead of having it be really 300 feet tall, they just had it very far away. No, they were pretty, oh. <laughs> pretty effing big. <laughs> All right. See, I'm a little cautious of circus folk and whatnot. We remember I last season when I was taken away by the circus. Yes, <laughs> we had to we... mount that daring rescue. That's why we had to take a three or four or however. I'll just insert how many weeks it's been here. That's why we had to take a four-week break between seasons because I was kidnapped by circus folk. He had to guess somebody's weight in order to be let go. I kept he getting, just always kept, he kept guessing high and making people kept, really angry. Yeah, I, I kept guessing high on just one particular person, one particular fat guy. He, he'd guess high, but not high in a way like, oops, I misunderstood. He'd guess high in a way that made you think, okay, fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't like an outrageous amount, but it was enough to get a response. Okay, guys, Doug's been getting a little too interesting. We got fish ties, we got robo crushers, we got Roger and Guy Graham. Let's get back down to the boring how's, ass how's Doug and Doug, Skeeter. How's Doug doing? Let's check back in. Yeah, they go to get their bikes and it's thrilling, and then they find out their bikes are out of the woods and it's thrilling, but then they see there are monster footprints. Yeah. That implies the monster definitely ate their bikes. I really like how they're sitting at the kitchen table discussing this or milk and cookies. Like, 
you think the monster ate our bikes, man? <laughs> it feels like a Cheech and Chong bit where they're sitting at the kitchen table because they just keep like, I don't know, man. Where do you think our bikes went, man? You think the monster ate our bikes, man? That's the end of this 10 minutes. Doug and Skeeter's eating the cookies. By the way, uh, Skeeter's voice. I was doing a Skeeter impression during our the last week before, since we last recorded, and I think I figured out who his mother is. Who? That lady from Dunstan checks in who screamed, Man, you just can't let that lady go. No. She she knew that she had one moment to shine, and so <laughs> she gave it her all, and she remained in my memory. And so um, Skeeter's <clears throat> voice and hers are incorrigible. Excuse me, she had another moment to shine, too, where she slapped Pee Wee Herman across the face for calling her a weasel or whatever. <laughs> none, of, none of that makes sense if you didn't see Dunstan Checks in the Dunstan Checks in season, but I assure you, every word of that is applicable and truthful. Would, you, would any of you guys buy me a Skeeter costume? You can buy the pants and the shirt on Amazon. Dude, it's funny. I was just thinking about this, thinking about like trying to make like a Roger cosplay costume. <laughs> Damn, a- that leaves Drew as Doug. Perfect. <laughs> oh, you know I'm gonna be Guy Graham, baby. I just we're we're just gonna go to like a Halloween party. I'm gonna be following you guys with a just big big binder of family photos. <laughs> <laughs> It'll really sell the costume, I guess. Don't oh, forget to dress as Skeeter this year for Halloween. Or what? You know what? I see Drew like pulling off a Mister Dink voice pretty well. I think we could, we could disguise him as. as oh, I hope oh. he shows up. Oh, I no. hope he shows up. No, I want to be. I want to be Guy Graham because to sell it, I am willing to stand around at elementary school until I get, uh, until I get arrested. So that way, like Guy Graham, I could Drew, have served have prison two time. Strikes. They're not going <laughs> to be leaving it the third time. Yeah, don't risk it. Don't risk it, Drew. Well, that's the first a good two point, times you Jess. said, I went to school here, but you didn't. They just let, I don't know why they even let you get away with that. It was probably because I uh, i told them that I was on this podcast and they said, oh, we're big fans uh, right this way, Mr. Drew. I, I, I bet that's what it was. You need help. That brings us to our, <laughs> our, our final segment, everybody's favorite, naming background characters in Doug First Movie. Let's do it. Okay, this time I decided to focus on what I thought was the student council, but which I now realized was the school paper, the underclassman school paper, so not where Guy Graham works, because mm. he's an upperclassman who heads up a dinky dance and bang. He's the big fish, and they're all they're all the little <laughs> fish getting the crumbs yeah. of news he leaves them. <laughs> <laughs> Only the crumbs of news. Here, you but can yes. write about this fire that killed four. I'm taking the Kardashian hit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, these are the ones who work for the weekly BB. One of them is BB. And then the other three members, uh, the first one has green skin and hair and was apparently a, a major character from Doug when it was on Nickelodeon. Yeah, I but remember he, being like he, the best friend type. To, like, no, no, this is a man. What? Yeah, he has green skin and with, green like, hair. The rainbow hair. No, she got purple hair. About. Oh. But no, this guy... Green skin and green hair. He says one line in the entire movie, which is a Valentine's dance. <laughs> and his name is one of the following. Fanston Dragster, Anthony Beetlebug, or Chalky Studebaker. Anthony Beetlebug, 100%. I'm 100% Anthony Beetlebug. If you tell me there's an actual uh, character on a children's TV show named Chalky anything, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> 
What was number one again? Fanston Dragster. All right, let's go Fanston Dragster. Nope, it's Chalky Studebaker. Oh, what God, the hell? You're shitting me. That's so upsetting. <laughs> I'm looking that up right now. It is. What the hell? <laughs> I am vindicated. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I, I can't picture the guy you're talking about. He looks sort of like, uh, if you know Steven Universe, he looks sort of like the old eldest onion brother. Oh, ooh, that's gross. But green. All right, you have any facts about uh, Chalky Speedlebug? Yeah, Chalky Studebaker. Studebaker. His big brother, yeah, Oreo Speedwagon. Uh, his big brother is an upperclassman who's like the, the president of the student council and star of the football team. So Chalky always tries to keep up with his brother, but he always fails because he's just not good enough. And so he feels like nobody loves him enough because of that. All right. The next one is the one Adam was worried about. The green, the green skinned girl with the long purple hair. Who's BB's friend that I was worried about that you were talking about. Is that not what I said? I'm a, no, you said worried about, I'm afraid of no woman. Adam, I know you fear her. Ever since you watched Lord of the Rings Return of the King, you know that women can kill people again. She looks kind of like Green Coraline. Yeah, she kind of looks like Luminara from Star Wars. Yeah, that's a better description. Green Coraline's good too, don't worry. Oh, thank you for the validation. I want none of it. Okay, your options for her name are Connie Benge, Lenore Funksko, and Regina Blallery. Okay, real quick. Where are you getting the not real names? Are you just making them up? Off the dome. He takes a brick and he holds it about arm length <laughs> above his head and he drops it. Tony Blanchard. Connie Bench. No, her name's Connie Blanchard. No, her, yeah, her name's Connie. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure yeah, it's, it's Connie Bench. Well. <laughs> Connie Bench. <laughs> she actually has a lot of lore. Interesting. Hit us. Hit it with us. Us with it. Um, she used to be drawn. She used to be pudgy, and uh, this comes into play. I'm not mentioning this to be mean. No, oh. I'm just. I think it's funny that her name is Connie Binge, and you mentioned that. Yikes! I looked. Oh no! Which I found was fan art. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh dear! But yeah, she she used to have a crush on Doug. But then he was oh. he was like blowing her off because he's such a simp for Patty, and so it, between the transition of the show from Nickelodeon to Disney, Disney wanted to draw her skinny, so they decided that she was so sad that Doug didn't like her that she went to a fat camp. That's Ooh. not so bad. Do you guys also hear something terrifying? Yes. What? Based on the release date of this show and how old they were in the show. Apparently, according to Doug, the official Doug Wiki, Connie Benj is now 39 years old. <laughs> oh, that poor girl. Ever since she was rejected by the whitest cracker in the bunch, she just let herself go. Her life went out of control. She started doing methamphetamine just to feel alive. She got she hooked up with Roger once or twice and has a baby out of wedlock with him. But her and the baby, now grown, just inhabit the same trailer space. Roger is 45. Oh my God. wait, he's six years older? Roger's 45 today. <laughs> On this day of our Lord. <laughs> oh Roger. So is this when did Doug air originally? Because Roger's birthday is supposed to be 1975, and he's supposed to be 
six or 15 in the show because you repeated fifth grade <laughs> repeated sixth grade several times uh, i guess then probably uh maybe the creator like said like past a bit in the past in his own childhood because i mean it's semi-biographical that's got to be what it is oh my gosh imagine a character that had a character based on you and doug you're just like Patty Mayonnaise, and you're currently like the curator of a museum, and you're just, <laughs> you just remember that the guy who creeped on you in elementary school made a cartoon about you. <laughs> Apparently, uh, another change that Disney made is they made Roger rich. He did not used to be rich. <gasps> wow, Disney loved Roger too, and they just wanted to see him get those fat stacks. There's a comment on the official Doug wiki of just uh, Roger is my least favorite character in Doug. How is that even possible though? Roger is a liar. the most charismatic <laughs> character. Not only is he the most charismatic figure, he's funny. He's a good friend to his boys. Like he's he he's got childish spontaneity. He's got childish spontaneity. He's quick with a joke at the light of your smoke, even though there's some place that he'd rather be. I saved the best for the last. Ooh, can I can I throw in a bonus question before then? Go for it. All right. I want you guys to guess how old is Mr. Dink? Today? Today. How old would Mr. Dink be today? <laughs> 73. Oh, I'm going to say 65. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. That's no very ominous. No one knows. <laughs> If you're his birth who... certificate has never been seen on screen, he may not even be a. <laughs> hmm, that sounds like a former U.S. president. I know. <clears throat> he may not but, even be real. But he's definitely not real. He's a goddamn cartoon character. <laughs> you guys remember when Donald Trump announced that he'd give money to charity if Mr. Dink showed his birth certificate? <laughs> I remember that. I was in high school when it happened. Everyone, everyone, like everyone who was everyone was like, who the fuck's Mr. Dink? <laughs> Doug Funny. Very relatable. He's the best. He's the best. I like that, Roger. He seems like a nice kid. He's got Rich, spunk. Aggressive. Full of childlike energy. Doug is a total loser. Right? <laughs> Look, even his own fantasies, Doug's a loser, okay? He gets cucked by Roger every day. All right? That's, that's a fact. Every day. Every day. He wants a pat. They're saying he he's in love with Patty Mayonnaise, right? That's right. That's right. That's what they're saying. Crooked Patty <laughs> is hogging all the mayonnaise. <laughs> Patty Mayonnaise does sound like a mean name that Donald Trump would call a congresswoman. <laughs> they call her Patty Mayonnaise. You know that they. It's true. They call her that. They really do. They call her Patty Mayonnaise. It's a joke that works on multiple levels. <laughs> Allow me to explain them. Okay, the final name. The final yes. character of the student council is the really creepy looking one who is, who is very short. He looks like Ziggy. He's got pink skin and really big lips. Does he yeah, have glasses? okay. No, he is not. No, he does not have glasses. Who's Ziggy? The, the comic character who's just like a blob man. But uh, uh, the options for his name, and remember, one of these is correct. <laughs> Asper Bungus, Larry Asper? Butts... Asper Bungus, oh. Larry Butzovich, and Herman Farts did. Okay. <laughs> I'm it's gonna obviously not Herman Farts did. You, I'm gonna say I'm gonna take a chance. I'm gonna go for Herman Farts did. Because that's the one I want to be, right? 
I, who was in the middle again? What was number two? Oh no, I read my I read my writing down wrong. It's Herman Fartzoid. Fartzoid? <laughs> yes. And no, that's not an admission that this is made up or real, because I had to write down all of these. Okay. What was number two again? Okay. Number one was Asper Bungus. Number two is Larry Butzovich. And number three is Herman Fartzoid. God, the other ones of these, these all just sound made up. Adam, can I help you out and give you a bit of my thinking here? Yeah, yeah, hit me. I think it's got to be either B or C, because they're both similar enough that one of them was real and gave Drew the inspiration for the second one, I think. I mean, but... That, but or he, it, that or he just made farts and butts up both on the fly. Well, when yeah, I, all, three, but the all third, three of them are all three hey. of them are in relation to butts or farts or whatever. As, Asper Bumgus. Oh, whatever. you're right. Asper so, Bumgus. <laughs> I'm gonna say Asper Bumgus. Sam, I'm I'm sticking with Fartsoid. Nope, it's Larry Butzovich. No, it's it. not. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I don't like his, it. His lore is that he is the son of the vice principal, Mr. Butzovich. That's, that's not very his much name. a vice principal name. That's not his name. And you can't, you the, can't get respect as a principal with the last name Butzovich. And the trivia for Mr. Butzovich is that the guy who created Doug said that that was his actual principal's name. If well, I now choose. that we've exhausted all creative possibilities, <clears throat> I think it's time to wrap up another wonderful episode of the Edging on Doug podcast. I think we should wrap up with a little uh, little Patty Mayonnaise uh, improv. Okay, I'll be Patty Mayonnaise. Sam, you be Patty Mayonnaise. And Adam, you be Patty Mayonnaise. We got to yes dand each other, remember. Okay. Can we get a scene here? All right. <clears throat> hey, Blake. Give us a setting. A setting? Yeah, a setting. Um, jail, but underwater. <laughs> okay. I don't, is, I don't know if you heard that. Jail, but underwater. Patty mayonnaise in subaquatic jail. Like everyone has a scuba suit on. Every, everyone's currently wearing a scuba suit. Okay, wait, just a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> Sam's going to compile notes. <laughs> Interesting. <sighs> <laughs> that's where you <laughs> that's where that's why you left for that <laughs> Doug, you gotta split it. you gotta give me your air pack mine's busted Doug Die for me. <laughs> Doug, we have to share air, Doug. Put your lips on mine. Oh, I forgot we're in jail. Shit. <laughs> well, D- Doug's coming for a conjugal visit. Patty Should would be the one in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it again, Doug. Quit being a whiny bitch and fuck me right, Doug. Doug, back down on the snorkel. I'm going in dry. No, I hate that. I don't like that at all. Doug. I went to Dr. Sienski and he gave me two identical clones of myself. Hi, Doug. I'm one of the clones, Doug. Hi, <laughs> Doug. I'm the other clone. No, I'm the other clone. We're splitting up three consecutive life sentences, so it's only a dime each. <laughs> and then when the sentence is over, there'll be three times as many murderous patties on the street, Doug. <laughs> 
Once another Democrat gets in the White House, Doug, we're going to be back out on the streets, murdering, murdering to our heart's content, feasting all the blood of the innocents, Doug. All they did was teach me to kill, Doug. <laughs> the state made me this way, Doug. Uh-oh, and now there's a tornado. Whoa, Whoa. it's sweeping our audio right off of your podcatcher. Oh, 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 hey. Improv is a valuable art form. Whoa. Whoa. Make improv protected by the Library of Congress. Thank you. I swear it's funny. Whoa. <laughs> if it's not funny, you just don't get comedy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I've been true. Uh, I've been Sam. Been Adam. And you just got dugged. How did you fall for it again, you idiots? <laughs> You keep getting dug every week. One of these times, you gotta dug your friends, okay? Next if you don't week dug your friends, did. you're the only one getting dug. It's not a next good week, look. Next week, if you get dugged, you've got no one to blame but yourself. I cannot believe this. You think people are gonna stop listening to our shows? They stop getting dug. <laughs> no, they're too addicted to our sultry voices and our hard-hitting commentary. We're yeah, kind of the bad boys of Doug's Doug, first movie. Man. You know, yeah, we, uh, that, I've been saying this for a while. We are kind of the, the bad boys of podcasting. Here we are, three grown adult men. We're breaking new ground. Yes. So come back next week to get Doug some more. Can you put some, like, uh, royalty-free hard rock in there to make it feel like a rock radio ad? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why you come back every week to Edging on Podcast. You've been listening to WDUG with Roger in the morning. That was Edging on Doug. New episodes released every Friday. Tune in next week to hear us continue to talk about Doug's first movie in 10-minute increments. Be sure to like and follow to avoid being dugged. The Edgy On Podcast is a podcast started by Sam, featuring Drew and Adam. Original music created by Sam, featuring outro theme, family album by Waverider, 